Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. We have a very wonderful, handsome, sultry, good-looking, talented, charming individual by the name of Ronan Fox. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing real well. Good, good. I'm really excited to have you here because if you guys don't know, uh, Ronan was actually the the host of his own show uh, and where he interviewed tons and tons of people. Like, it's got to be – if you had to guess how many people you've interviewed or how many times you've interviewed someone, what would it be in the ballpark range? Uh, at least upwards of 50 people, at least, so it's a, in that neighborhood. It's a lot of people. So it's it's awesome yeah. to uh, flip the script and have you actually as a guest to be able to talk about yeah. you instead of you talking about other people for once. So My it's favorite like, thing to do. <laughs> right? I know. You were going to love – you already said, like, during Taryn's interview that uh, you were going to love the compliment portion towards the end. So yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. yes, please give it to me. So it's going to be so, so good. All right. <clears throat> yes. So I am super excited to to have you here. Uh, please, if you can, take a chance to go to uh, – take a moment to go to Twitter and Instagram and follow Ronan on all of his social medias, which I believe it's Ronan Fox. Is that correct? Yep. It's Ronan Fox on Ronan. everything. So F-A-W-K-S. Yes. No so, e. so you should be able to see it on the overlay, his actual social media handle. Uh, so make sure to follow him first and foremost. Now, uh, Ronan, could you please take a moment to actually introduce yourself and uh, yeah. what you're about, where we can find you, and all that kind of stuff. I already like you a lot because you have a backwards cap and a beard and are a dad. So, like, <laughs> you know, right. only good people a lot have in those common. things. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> all right, go on. Uh, yeah, I am Ronan Fox, uh, at Ronan Fox on uh, Instagram and Twitter primarily. Uh, I'm getting better at Twitter, actually. And um, I am entering the foray into the streaming area. So I'm on Twitch now. I am at Ronan Fox on Twitch. And I am uh, just finished up my first game, uh, which was Detroit Becoming Human or Become Human. And I'll be sort of transitioning there into open world RPGs. So if you're down with like Elder Scrolls, Mass Effect, Witcher, all those sort of things, that's what I'll be streaming primarily on my channel and anything new that comes out. Uh, and uh, outside of that, I do a lot of writing. Uh, I'll be writing for uh, your uh, tabletop book, which I'm yeah, sure we'll talk about. Yeah, Emerald That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, you and uh, Taryn are the first ones that I hired to have, like, be a freelance writer. So I'm so excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of writing and uh, just both personal and, and professional when I can and play a lot of D&D when I can. So I got a game coming up in uh, at some point uh, in the near future probably end of summer-ish with uh, Logan, which is DM screening. Mm. Uh, so that'll be a campaign that we run. And then uh, I'll be in Baruch or Taryn's game uh, on Tiago whenever yeah. it starts. Yeah, on Far Realms. So. And uh, Phoenix good, by Night in the summer. Yeah. Oh, yes. And Phoenix by Night. I will oh, be I, I literally just, which I have to have a meeting, but like uh, I literally just wrote the like the four episodes that I'm in charge of. So I think yeah. the episode that I put you in, as long as it works for you, You'll mm -hmm. be like a necromancer uh, of some sort, like a necromancer vampire or just necromancer human of some sort. So I'm excited to like Dig tell it. you about it. So yeah. you can... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, when I first heard about you and got to see your content and everything like that, I loved it. You have like a really good energy about you. Like all jokes aside, you always come with such good vibes and, and make everyone feel so warm and welcome and everything, which I really appreciate. And not only that, but you're also a writer, which I, and you're very passionate about that because you are like also writing a novel. Uh, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that is sort of the forever constant behind the scenes of all the other things that I do is, is work on that novel. So I'm chiseling away and eventually it'll, it'll come to fruition, I'm sure. But yeah. yeah. What would you, if you had to put, can we expect it by 2022, end of 2022? 
I would love to have a first draft by the end of 2022 for sure. Okay, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, right. it, it is a, it, it's a, it's a constant, uh, creation of mine. That's been sort of, uh, very fluid over the years. It's, yeah. it's morphed and changed and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's, it's almost like a, um, it's become sort of a, uh, you, you know how some people like go fishing and things like yeah. to do hobby. I just like to go to this world and play and with write. it and mess with and mess with stuff and write and I'll write a story about a character that is never going to appear in a book but I just want to experience <laughs> that person you know what I mean yeah. I don't know it's just that's, that's it's just a, my fun thing to do it's the the beauty and the curse of a writer you just you know have really never is. ending it yeah really ideas yeah. and all that kind of stuff so it's like really yeah. really cool uh but yeah so could you take a moment to tell me about your origin story? Uh, now, you are not just one thing. Uh, you are multiple things, you know? So, sure. uh, but going in the realm of writing, um, what would you say your origin story was? Was it something that you discovered by yourself or did someone else in your family or, or friends sort of encourage you or guide you down this path? Yeah, no, I think it was definitely uh, self-discovered. Uh, yeah. I, um, I did, and it was kind of later in life. I, it, like I, I watched April's and she was an avid reader and writer as a young child and I wasn't, I mean, I was an avid reader, but uh, writing was never high up on my priority list. Yeah. I, um, I, I did sort of the STEM route through school. So I was a very science guy. My degree yeah. is, my degrees are in biology and chemistry. Um, so that, that was sort of my focus. And so scientific writing was about as best I ever did. Yeah. Uh, but then after college, I got into a job right out of college. I got into a job at a, at a lab doing biology things, Yeah. but the, the whole system was very automated. And, um, so there wasn't a lot of things for me to do. So I would yeah. spend six hours a day, like with nothing to do. Um, hashtag best job ever but uh what <laughs> but what happened was i ended up reading a lot and that reading sort of turned into i, I want to do that i want to make my world and it was like yeah. tolkien and all these people that like you know um Rothfuss and all these people that made these amazing worlds and i'm like i, I want to make something that i would want to live in like that's yeah. the whole point so that's sort of how that whole thing started and from there it's just Can't tell if that's me or is that him? Might be me. Oh, oh, are you there? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay, perfect. All right, go for it. Sorry. All right, uh, I don't know where I was, but uh, basically, yeah, I think it was me because now my, inter my saying my internet connection is unstable. Okay, no worries. Um, but yeah. it's it's that time of night. <clears throat> Anybody that watches my Twitch knows this. Uh, but anyway, so it basically it was um, a journey that not only did I have to figure out what I wanted to write and how I wanted to write it, but then also discovered the actual writing portion of, yeah. of, of how to do it because it was, I came into it so late. I didn't have creative writing classes in school and all that sort of stuff. So it was all very self-taught sort of thing. Yeah, I relate to that a lot because uh, I was in the same vein. I wanted to be like a politician or a lawyer when I was getting like out of uh, yeah. high school and everything. And then I got into my first political science class and I was like, I hate this. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I found Dungeons and Dragons and then uh, by like writing a story for Dungeons and Dragons, that's what like inspired me to be a writer. But I was in the same boat where I um, never took, like I never really paid attention to English class. You know, I got like C's and like yep. whatever just to get by and all that kind of stuff. And then when I started writing articles for The Geek Life, my, my website and everything, a lot of comments would be like, you know, I love the, the message of this, 
but you have horrible grammar and punctuation. The technical skill <laughs> exactly. is garbage. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, so I was like, ah oh, man. So thankfully, you know, some people were harsher than others. Which, mm -hmm. I, like, honestly, the harshest teachers were the best teachers for me for because sure. they like hammered it in. So like, I, mm -hmm. you know, there's certain things that now I'm a stronger writer and all that kind of stuff. But I completely relate to you that like it wasn't until later in life that I actually appreciate the art of writing and find out that like, oh shit, I, I want to, you know, do this, you know, for, yeah. for even a living, honestly. So, um, that's really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I read in somewhere in there that like Tolkien did, uh, Lord of the Rings in his mid to late forties. And I was like, yeah, okay. Okay. All right. I feel good yeah, now. Like, you know what a, I mean? Like that's a very, like, that's a notion that I really am glad that it's being changed. You know, that mm -hmm. uh, if, a lot of people are like, if I if I don't do anything by the time I turn like 25, I'm a failure. But right, really, right. a lot of awesome people accomplished uh, like so much in their later years when they, mm -hmm. you know, when their kids were growing up and out of the house or when they became wiser and gained more experiences, you know, their writing became much richer, you know, and all kinds of For stuff. Sure. So uh, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Would you be able yeah. to take a moment to talk to us about your novel, what it's about and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So basically, I guess the the elevator pitch, five second pitch is essentially, I'm taking the aspects of uh, Dungeons and Dragons and the aspects of Shonen style anime, primarily, and sort of mushing them together. So anybody that has been somewhat familiar with uh, Campbell's deep breath campaign or thing that he's been working on, it's it's similar in, in, in that aspect. So you take, um, you know, the the, the things that you love to see in the show and stuff. So the, the, the friendship, the party dynamics, uh, the tournament based things, the, uh, the rivalry uh, and uh, rivalry, yeah. learning, learning the core lesson of the novel through fighting and battles and, yeah. and through your enemies and making your enemies friends, all those types of elements are, are, are sprinkled in there, but then you have the heavy D and D stuff, uh, with the party system and, yeah. and, um, that that uh, you know the the traveling the uh world be all end all quests and all that sort of stuff is also very much a part of it so and then it takes place in a world that i've created called valandrica which is just uh your sort of typical that was the other aspect of dnd your typical high fantasy uh elves dwarves all that sort of stuff and yeah. it has at this point uh seven or eight thousand years of history because like i said that's what i do in the hobby in the spare time so uh, you just keep building and fleshing it out and yeah. yeah, so that's super cool. Yeah. I always love like, uh, that's one thing that blew my mind when I first watched anime was that that Eastern philosophy was so different from our Western philosophy, you know, that Very like, so, yeah. you know, in, in Western stuff, we see a lot of films where, you know, the bad guys are just bad and the good guys are just good and there's no change. It's just like right. you defeat them by killing them and that's it. But then in like, you know, Dragon Ball Z and Tenchibuyo and all these different ones, like you might uh, meet someone and they beat you up and then you learn a good life lesson from it or you beat them up and then they grow as a person and their story continues you know and then you right know, they and then they and then circle back 400 episodes later and they're helping you exactly like, yeah, they, yeah they become yeah. good friends because it's like yeah. i respect you now because i see your truth and your all that kind of stuff so it's yeah. like it yeah so that that whole thing i there definitely needs to be more content of it uh now that we as westerners have been so influenced by those creations so mm -hmm. it's it's cool I'm, I'm excited to like yeah. check out your book when it comes out and everything so that'd be like super yeah. awesome and, and then, the internal internal monologues are a big part uh yes and then also the the <laughs> long ass fight scenes i i, I love doing I, I don't think there's enough novels out there that 
like get into keep keep a fight interesting and keep yep. it long. Usually they're really short or they're to the point they're, they're they are a uh, a quick blurb or blip uh, in the story. And I think that they yeah. could be a dynamic element to the story. So that's what I'm trying to change a little bit there. That's pretty dope. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, as content creators, we can often find ourselves working beyond our limits and ultimately burning out. Uh, and I know that you have a full-time job. You're a father and, you know, a husband and everything like that. So you have a lot of things going on for you as well as being a novelist and everything. So what are some ways that you make sure that your mental health is, is taken care of? Oh, I'm supposed to take care of my mental health. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, so actually I can speak fairly recently in, in which case I, I did not do that. Um, yeah. so there, as the talk show that you mentioned before, uh, part of that was, um, creating a sort of, um, a late night show style opening of you go through and you kind of poke fun at the the players and the and the stories and the, things like that. And uh, obviously, I don't have or didn't have a team of writers that was doing that. I was I was doing that. So I was watching yeah. four or five four hour long campaigns a week, which took every minute that I wasn't working pretty much to get through. And then yeah, you know, I would basically Saturday through Thursday, I would sit and watch those things. And then Thursday night, I'd write up the thing and then Friday I'd do it. Um, so it was not good. So I learned a lot in that, in that uh, you have to essentially saying yes to everything. Mm -hmm. The problem is when you're in a position of at the beginning of a tunnel and yeah. you can see the light, you think by saying yes to everything that you're going to get to the light. Um, and it only takes experience and wisdom to know that that's not necessarily the case. It's exactly. going, it's go there's a little bit more that goes into it than just saying yes to every little thing. So yeah. that that's a big thing that I've learned. It's just like, I want to participate. I want to be active, but I also know that there are limitations to that because like you said, I have family, I have a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So you just, you have to pick your battles a little bit and decide which one you want to, what you want to do and what you, what you want to spend your time on and, and, and find that thing that you think is going to give you the most opportunity to grow. Yeah, that's, that's very wise. Cause it's true. You know, there's a couple of lines, uh, like uh, my mother said, you know, my mother and father had different sayings and my mother's saying was, um, uh, it's either in life, it's either a hell yes or it's a no. There's no in between. There's no don't settle for maybes or kind of okays. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, either this. Yeah, this is either gonna be awesome or you know, if it's anything less, then I'm not for it. You know, my yeah, yeah, because and that's one thing that I feel like uh, a lot of us in content creation, especially as writers, you know, we have a lot of anxiety and self esteem issues to the point where we don't value ourselves as much as we should you know our for sure our time our work our energy and all that kind of stuff we we usually undervalue it so much and give it out you know and then my father which leads to my father saying which was giving pearls to the swines which is like uh you have so much good and so much talent and then you give it to people who don't appreciate it or to situations or projects and it doesn't there's no return on investment or, or it doesn't serve right. you in any way you know and yet yeah. now that we're older and wiser we understand that like you know no i have a lot of value and i'm only going to give it to people who appreciate me or that will serve me in some capacity and right. uh, that's very true yeah so it's and it's it's a weird dynamic particularly in in what we do uh maybe not so much as the writing capacity but the the tabletop thing because yes I'm surrounded by my friends and I want to play with my friends and I want to do all that. But then at the same time, you, you do have to kind of have some introspective uh, mm -hmm. perspective and say, okay, that's, that would be fun. Um, 
but I, I just don't have the time. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know, and for me, there's also the scheduling issue on top of everything else. Cause a lot of my friends play on the West coast and I'm on the East coast. So yes. there's like, they're like, Oh, we're starting at eight. I'm like, cool. And they're like, Oh, eight West coast. I'm like, Oh no, that that's no, that's like 11 o'clock here. I'm good. <laughs> so yeah. I got to go to bed. Exactly. So there was some of that too. So yeah, you just got to know, you just got to know and you got to fill around and, and, and find your perfect fit. I think is probably the key there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really cool. So uh, we all know that you've accomplished so much during your career as like in your personal life as a father and everything like that. And also in the tabletop RPG realm and everything. Uh, but I also know that there has to be some L's you've encountered along the way. Uh, now, usually L's stand for losses. But in uh, the first person I ever interviewed, Eliana Murillo, she uh, phrased it greatly where it was like, L's no longer stand for losses, they stand for lessons. So what would you say yeah. is one of the biggest L's that you've encountered uh, over your career and like what did it teach you? Now it could be either be a situation where uh, you had everything, you came in prepared, you were sharp, you were, you know, all this kind of stuff, you had everything together, but still it didn't pan out. Or it could be a situation where you legitimately underestimated it and then you legitimately messed up or something like that. Um, what do you feel taught you the biggest lesson? I, I think, I, I, honestly, I will probably, at least in recent history, the, the thing I was just describing taught me the, the biggest lesson, which is yeah. spreading yourself too thin. It, it creates a compounding issue. Mm -hmm. um, and so what happens is you, I, I wanted, basically what I wanted to do was I wanted to, when I set out to do the tabletop thing and I wanted to do it online because it's not a, it's not a huge a community here uh, where yeah. I live. So uh, my goal was join a community, become friends or make friends with people, join a tabletop game that's consistent. Um, in order to do that, I felt like I needed to say yes to everything. So that's what I did. I ended up yeah. doing a talk show for whatever, a year. So, I mean, I didn't even end up doing a tabletop game. Um, so that's, you know, lesson learned there. But also what happens is when you spread yourself too thin, when you say yes to so many things, I didn't have time to do things with kids. I didn't have time to pay attention to my wife. And, you know, that, that became an issue. That became a, a huge thing, uh, yeah. which was ultimately the, the primary reason I ended up stepping away. It just so happened that other things were happening as well, but that, that was my personal primary reason to do that. So I think as far as lessons go, people are so creative. People are so um, ready to show people what they can do um, that, and oftentimes it puts you in a worse situation uh, than, than what's, you know, obviously going to be best for you. So. Yeah, exactly. Because that uh, I feel like anyone who's a content creator has gone through that exact same scenario, you know, where their partners, you know, or their jobs will be like, hey, we're noticing that you're like not giving your all in this thing. Or <laughs> like, you know, like it's very, right. especially with partners, you know, because that's a very intimate space where it's like, because mm -hmm. for me, my personal example is like my uh my fiance she would call me out and be like you're so stressed about this thing that's going on you need to nip it in the bud because you're not being a good you know stepdad sure. you're not being a good yeah. partner like i don't want to be around you while you're like this so you need to get it sorted which is good it's a good like kick in the butt you know because it's like mm -hmm. right i can't yeah, just like you know sit in this and dwell in it like i gotta like get out of this because uh yeah and i have a i have an extremely obsessive uh personality um i actually suffer from ocd but anything any kind of hobby anything that i do is is i usually sink my teeth way too far into it yeah. um even even with the twitch thing so uh, my wife kind of 
steers that right out of the gate and you're like, okay, yes, you can, but like we need to focus on how and why and when and all those sort of things. So she, she's the sort of rational side of my brain that uh, I just, I don't have at some yeah. point when it comes to creative things. So yeah, good partners. That's a whole yeah. other topic. Yeah, it is. It's, it really is. Yeah. Cause it's, it's very sure. supportive. Yeah. Cause now whenever I say I consider a project, uh, Alexia, who's my fiance, she like lays down the law where it's like this is either going to give you accolades or money. You need to choose. Like otherwise, you gotta mm, yeah. you gotta say no because that's three hours that you're gonna take out of that time, you know, and you're never gonna get back. So you need to make it For count. Sure. So it's yeah. like, oh, now that we're playing with those rules, and now the world's different. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, oh, you, I, I'm not just doing this for fun. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's wild. So uh, so pivoting on the other end of the spectrum, what mm -hmm. would you say? Uh, what was your favorite W that you've had? Now, uh, or when? Now, it could either be a small thing in the very beginning, like writing, for example, being like, oh, I wrote something that, you know, someone appreciated or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or it can be an actual big event that, that you know, you really like, man, I killed it at that time. It's weird. I, I would say um, that a lot of the exposure that I've had has been recent. Um, sort of since COVID and all that sort of thing. So, I, you know, as bad as COVID's been, I'm kind of, I personally benefited from it in yeah. a creative space. Um, but having uh, people like yourself, uh, like Casual, and a bunch of other people that have reached out and expressed interest in or a desire for um, just my input on things mm -hmm. um, has been uh crazy reassuring uh yeah. a little scary super scary actually um <laughs> so yeah. but just this sort of um community-based acknowledgement of my existence and skill tree uh has been uh kind of kind of scary and not what i anticipate not what i not what i set out to do like i was like i want to find friends and the da, 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 but then this is sort of blood over because everybody that i'm friends with online are creatives mm -hmm. and that's just sort of what we do um, but just sort of that acknowledgement among people i respect um yeah. has been a huge w i think yeah that's amazing because uh i i completely relate to that as well the same mindset you know COVID's terrible a lot of people lost their lives right. over it our life is completely changed forever for it but creatively we've had the chance to be able to explore what we actually enjoy and what we don't mm -hmm. enjoy and everything like that and it's uh it's it's wild to see that kind of stuff and and i especially that line where um when people like reach out to you when other people can see the value in you and you're mm -hmm. like oh man ron is such a good writer he's so creative and witty i want to get him involved in this project to add his like magic to this then on your end it's like oh i don't have magic like i'm a fraud. yeah i, you know, I don't like, have magic i'm not witty i'm an idiot like <laughs> yeah exactly like like we yeah as creatives usually undervalue ourselves and, and, uh, talk mm -hmm. down about ourselves, you know, and, uh, and other people just see us as a shining light that, you know, um, they aspire to reach at that level. So it's, it's a weird, uh, yeah. like a relationship that we have with, you know, other people, cause everyone, you know, there's not a single person that's like, you know, Oh, like I'm super, super good. Like, you know, you, yeah. you guys, blah, blah, blah. So it's, see, I've had, and I've had people point out cause you know, I have a shtick of being sort of, uh, egotistical and overconfident. Yeah. And I mean, that's like anybody that has spent any amount of time with me should know that that's a mask. Yeah. Um, because there's also, I'm also, uh, immensely self-deprecating. And that stuff comes much more natural. <laughs> so yeah. uh, the other thing's just something you know you put on to make jokes. And I think, and honestly, I think uh, it helps 
uh, sort of elevate the self-deprecation. If you put yourself on this high horse and then you knock yourself off, then that's mm -hmm. funnier. Uh, and yeah. that I'm always in it for the bit. So <laughs> exactly, which is funny because I used to use self-deprecation as a, of a way of like making comedy because I always hate the, yeah. the comedy of like someone attacking another person, you know, yeah. and that's yeah, yeah, it, you know. Sure. So I always use self I used to use self-deprecation to to make jokes at my own expense and make, you know, everyone else laugh. But ever since I met Alexia, she's like, stop that. I don't want to hear it anymore. Like you got to like, yeah. you know, because it was a, no, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's because it's a constant, no matter how much of a joke it is, no matter how much you recognize it as a joke, it's still knocking yourself and it's exactly. still. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's one of those weird things. And like, uh, yeah, that's that's like one of my pieces of wisdom is is getting to that point where you can feel comfortable in your own skin, you know, like, yeah, you can have those anxieties, but at least you like can carry forward being like, I am a competent writer, you know, I am like, you know, good and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Because for me, I went through the exact same thing because I feel like we're we're very similar in a lot of ways, both in fashion mm -hmm. and also in like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, we understand what fashion is. Exactly. Like, so. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So, so speaking as a really big example, and this is like a real talk sort of thing is like, um, I am constantly like, I really, really want to succeed in like content creation and all this sort of stuff and everything. Uh, but obviously in content creation, there's no clear cut path, just like in anything right. else in life, you know, on how you're going to make it or whatever. So like doing one event, uh, led to so many opportunities and I, I thought it was a low key event that was super chill and all that kind of stuff. But, um, people just right time, right place, saw it and was like, yep. that dude's really talented. Let's get him. And then when they contacted me, I was like, oh shit, are you sure you got the right guy? Like, like, this is like, are you, have you seen my work? It's garbage. And then, but yeah, you know, right. you can't say that to these people who are right. like, you know, like, uh, cause they're like, we want to give you money for your talents. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's, that's a big moment where you kind of like, that's like kind of a coming to Jesus moment that like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I have talent because like these people, you know, sort of, but it's, uh, it's something that like never goes away because every article or every event that's like someone's like, you know, I want to pay you for this thing. It's always like I'm going to do a bad job and they're never going to hire me again. And yet they keep coming back and being like, hey, let's let's, you know, let's do another one. Great. You know, can right. you do it again? So I completely relate to to you. And like you are very talented, like uh, with your your jokes and your wit and your charm and everything like that. So uh, I cannot wait to see what you have like coming down the pipeline because you're also at that caliber. That's why I want to pay you to like work on my stuff, you know, because <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like it's so much untapped potential. Uh, and it, and the sad thing is, it's always locked behind our own self esteem. You know, we're we're our own sort of. Yeah. I think I think that there is a line, and you know, I'm sort of starting to come to, come to terms with it. Yeah. That you can you can be self critical, and 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 to a point that 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 may be a good thing. I don't I don't know, but you also have to understand your value, mm -hmm. um, yeah. which is something I'm sort of coming to terms with, and and accepting that you have value and and what that value is to those around you, um, and whether that be writing or jokes or just a person that can be there to talk to, you have to understand what that is about yourself. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Especially since after, after we all left sort of like Fable 42, it's beautiful to see everyone go down their own paths. Like you're doing mm -hmm. your own Twitch streams, you know, Casual's doing his own thing. And like, you know, Taryn's doing her own thing. Like everyone's growing and finding their wings. And like, you know, instead of relying on one, you know, putting all the eggs in one basket, you guys are now like, you know, no, we're going to fly ourselves. Like I'm going right, to see know, what happens. Exactly. And it's, and it's benefiting. Yeah. It's working out. Like things are going awesome. So, uh, it's like really, really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. um, okay. 
So uh, what are some geeky passions that fueled you and your creativity to make you who you are today, both as a writer, as, as like a comedian, an entertainer and everything? So uh, I would say, at least from a, from a writing standpoint, um, it would be a general sense of escapism. Um, that is something I've always suffered suffered from uh this idea of like wanting to uh be somewhere else uh and that comes from a place of uh you know sort of mental health issues anxiety panic all that sort of things um and so that was what i did a lot as a kid i would go i would I watch a lot of wrestling uh you know that was my yeah, only tv show that i would yeah. watch yeah because it was it was just a different world there's a lot of drama and a lot of you know, things like that and then I would do uh, re read uh, fantasy novels, anything that would just take me somewhere else, play a lot of yeah. games. Uh, that's why I'm heavy into RPGs is because I got to be somebody that wasn't me in a place where I wasn't. Um, so that that is sort of where I came into the gaming aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as the uh, comedy thing goes, uh, I, was a, I was a second child which is generally the, and, and my sister, who is two years older than I am, um, she, she grew like really fast. Like she is, she, the size she is now, she was in fifth grade. She, she was a full adult human. Yeah. Um, and I hit my growth spurt kind of late. And um, so- Yeah, I didn't realize was, you were six feet tall. I was like, yeah. I was like <laughs> yeah. damn. Well, and that did, yeah, and that did, I, so I wasn't actually taller than her until like uh, high school. Yeah. So a lot of our time, and she was she she was a, a big, strong softball player and all this sort of stuff. I was kind of a weak uh, kind of kid, so there was a lot of like uh, physical oppression from her to me. So yeah. and I didn't have I didn't so you know when you can't fight you you just you become snarky and, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so that was my that was my defense mechanism. Yeah. Uh, and then I became uh, kind of unhealthy and really overweight when I was little. Um, I experienced a lot of that and a lot of bullying and a lot of um, uh, sort of rejection from the opposite sex and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So that's where the sort Same. of self-deprecation huge. <laughs> yeah. So I always, I, I sort of learned that if I did it first, if I, if I made fun of myself first, then when they did it, it wasn't as funny because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, ju I just said that. So, you know what I mean? No, so it that's could hurt where me if I hurt myself. From. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and that's where the, the emo version of me comes that Taryn knows so well. So that's, that's, that's all that history. So I, I mean, I kind of, you grow out of some of that stuff, but yeah. uh, mentally it's, it's always there. So exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, it's so funny that like, well, I don't know if funny is the right term, but like, it's always funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the childhood sort of trauma that leads yeah. to different like emotional intelligence and skills that we obtain, you know, through mm -hmm. like, yeah. And that's still with us sort of thing. So it's, uh, it's wild. And I could definitely see it, you know, cause it's like, that's a sharp wit that you have. Like, you know, the moment something happens, oh. you're like 0.5 seconds, bam, joke. And then just like, <laughs> right, so yeah. it, it's like super, super good. It's like a talent, you know, you legit <laughs> are a comedian. So it's like really, really awesome. And then, uh, and yeah, so let's say you could go back in time and sit down with a younger version of yourself during a really, really down and out moment where you had like no hope for the future, you know, maybe it's a rejection or what have you. Uh, what is one piece of advice you could give your former self to let them know that their journey that could be a little bit easier if they follow this sort of path? Yeah, I mean, well, the benefit, as you know, uh, to having kids is you, you, you do this. You, yeah. I mean, it, I am taught like my son, I'm talking to a younger version of myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had these sort of conversations and, and I tell him and the same thing I would tell myself um, is 
to remember that what you're experiencing is is valid uh, and important, and it's it's a it's a valuable part of your journey. Yeah. But it's it's a singular moment in a long journey, mm-hmm. um, and that this this point, um, every you know every point you have, there's a decision that you can make. You can go left or right on any decision, um, and just because you make the wrong choice once does not need, mean you need to do it again. Yeah. Uh, you can learn. So basically take the moments, uh, internalize them, you know, uh, think about them and realize that it is just a very small portion of your journey. So don't get too hung up on this failure or this loss or this rejection. Um, because there's, because if you do, then there will be opportunities that you will miss along the way because you're still focused on this past previous thing. So that's what I would do. Uh, cause I, I used to get, extremely hung up on on just trivial shit um i I think again that comes from so i've had uh i've had anxiety uh disorder panic disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder which i'm on medication for all three Mm -hmm. so but that 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 piece of advice is difficult yeah for somebody in that position because that mentally they sometimes they can't do that because they obsess over certain things so yeah. the other thing I, the other thing i would tell young me is don't listen to your parents mental health <laughs> is important exactly and go get help yes uh, because I, I didn't go get help for my mental illness until i was like 30 uh three 33 yeah. so it's been like two years since i've been on medication so mm-hmm. which is actually is part of the reason why you see me here because part of my issue i got a nap flying around part of my issue is or was mm-hmm. uh extreme paranoia yeah which means i would never put myself out that you would never see me on mm-hmm. camera or talking to people on the internet or social media so if you look at my social media they're almost all two years old because yeah. we're good perfect all right perfect so um that whole conversation on uh being okay with sort of like you know failures not getting hung up on stuff and everything like that that's so true you know because with and and on a real talk you know everything that happened in fable 42 like really wrecked a lot of us and if anyone's out of the loop there's a brand called fable 42 that we were a part of and then things were really really bad and there was no signs it was going to get better so we did a mass exodus and now we're in better places you know but at the time it did a huge number on our mental health we were all distraught and distressed because a lot of us really loved and appreciated that brand not for you know the higher ups but more so for simply just the community and everyone we got to play with and everything like that um so i i personally was so like obsessed with it and like like oh man i can't believe this happened this is horrible how can i get back at x y and z you know like all these weird things and then my sister who's like a huge entertainer in like in shorts for buzzfeed and all that kind of stuff was like d'angelo mm. you realize there's gonna be a lot of shitty people on this road to like content creation like whoever that person was who did that damage like it is he's a tiny little person compared to the other people that you're gonna meet so like you gotta get over it dude and focus on you know what's gonna you know help you out you know next you know your next thing well, and one of the things you you learn or at least i've learned in the beginning of all this is that so i come from a very small town in west virginia i make jokes about it all the time but it's 100 percent accurate one of the things that you learn immediately when you get on this sort of internet scene and particularly the the, the tabletop scene and, and how i joined you realize that there are just so many damn people doing this like and that's good and bad thing i guess if you're trying to 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 you're you're, you know you're a voice in a in a crowded room yeah so you have to sort of find your again find your value find your niche or whatever Mm -hmm. but you also realize that like god 
there's a lot of cool people doing this that I want to know yeah. and I want to be friends with. And, you know, I, some of the people that like I've seen, you know, from far away and now I'm like talking to that, like Alicia, mm -hmm. the first time I interviewed Alicia on the show, I'm like, I'm interviewing Alicia Marie and like, this is nuts. <laughs> and, and like today she ratioed me on Twitter. Like it's yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> it's just like, it's crazy. It's nuts. Uh, so it's just things that, you know, whatever you, you have to realize that there's a lot of people out there and mm -hmm. if something doesn't fit, just move the fuck on because there's, yeah. there's, there's plenty of other things that you can be doing. So exactly. And the other point you brought up that was beautiful was mental health, you know, like, yeah. like I'm pretty sure everyone has something that they suffer from. They just don't know it yet. You know? Yeah. And, uh, it's part of being an adult at this point. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, it was, it was, uh, ADHD. Like I had no idea, like, cause ADHD was something that other kids had, you know, there was other people right. but for me, like, you know, and I didn't know it until I actually had a conversation with, with my partner. Uh, cause she goes like, why do you have, the like, uh, you know, the music going, the TV going, the like, all these different things going on at the same time. Like, like, how can you process all that? And I'd explain that, like, right. oh well, it, like, kind of quiets all the thoughts that I have, you know, for all these different things, or whatever. And she, and I was like, don't you? Does is that what you go through? And she's like, no, it's not at all what I go through. And I was like, right. oh, I must be different then. And then like, so it just like was a shining moment that like, huh? And then you know, doing research and everything made me feel way better because at first i thought i was like man i'm broken i'm dumb i like can't focus yeah, right. you know yeah. so it made me feel lesser than my peers but then when i like there's actual name for what i had it uh made everything easier to, to like cope with you know mm -hmm. and i so it's like i that's a big piece of advice too is like if you're suffering from something go seek help because it'll only benefit you in the long run and the, th and the thing about it is so so my my sort of journey was a little different in that like i knew from the age of I think my first true full-blown fetal position panic attack was pre-10 uh, that I can oh, remember. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's been something. That, and, and my dad has the sort of, I guess, uh, mainstream OCD. He's like the clean germ yeah. person, you know what I mean? Mine's not that. Um, as you, If anybody come to my house, they would know. Uh, <laughs> but so i watched somebody with ocd in my life and, and then compare it to me i'm like yeah clearly i have that mine's yeah. different but it's the same damn thing uh but he never got treatment he's almost 80 years old never never did treatment he his his whole thing when he was younger was like i'm not wrong everyone else is wrong everyone exactly. else should clean like me mm -hmm. and so i kind of had that same mentality and then i was worried about i liked my personality i liked being sort of I like being the center of attention and, and I like all these things. And I was worried that if I sought treatment, got on some sort of medication, I would, you know, sort of traditional become a zombie and yeah. lose all my personality and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's a lot of fears you have to overcome to get there. And, and then also some of the problem of seeking treatment was the paranoia about medication and things like that, that exactly. I already had. So it was, it was like a compounding thing that was weird, but eventually it through again, uh, having a network of, of, people around you your wife yeah. and that sort of thing pushing you and, and finally did it and i was like oh shit where where were my 20s like i wish i had <laughs> this, this like 10 years ago exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so, true that that yeah. but again you know even though uh we had to go through that thankfully the next generation like our kids will have it easier you know yes, so like 100 yeah because yeah, i can already tell my stepson sort of stuff yeah because i already already told my stepson has adhd so it's one of those things where like i have to sit down with them and sympathize with them it's like i totally get it dude like you know you want to do all these things and like i, I understand that way he doesn't feel alone as i felt when i was younger so it's yep. like there's hope so it's yes like, <laughs> yeah it's good. it's good it is it'll be better hopefully
Exactly. So, okay, uh, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me at Ronan Fox, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I don't care if you follow me on that. My new thing is Twitch. Uh, follow me at Ronan Fox uh, on Twitch. That's where I want to be seen. Uh, so I'm trying to uh, sort of, again, uh, you know, scream in a crowded room uh, and eventually be seen there. So uh, if you want to check me out, there's the way to do it. There we and go. Thank you, Sen. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and um, yeah, that's the best way to do it. <laughs> perfect. And then, okay, so um, you know what this part of the, the interview is because you've seen a, a couple of my interviews. So just like sit back and like <laughs> take this all in. It's like, I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to insult you for the next like. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, yeah. So so on the real talk, all jokes aside, I have immense respect for you, Ronan, uh, because while you're also a performer and a talented comedian and a writer and everything like that, you're also a great father. Like I've, I've gotten to spend time with you and your son playing video games and everything. And like, he's a good yeah. kid. Yeah. Like he's very sharp and like witty and everything, just like you. And then, uh, so he's like, yeah, I can tell that you're a good dad, you know, and everything you tell me about your, your wife is always like great stuff. So I can tell that you are wholeheartedly a good person. That's like talented and smart and like hardworking. So you're definitely one of those people that needs to be shown to the world that way you can actually thrive you know that way if one day if your day job isn't something that you actually want to do for your whole life uh you can one day either you know go full-blown as a writer or you know get just supplement income from being a writer but you definitely need to uh like flex that more because you have so much talent that it's disgusting to like keep it hidden from the world you know so uh i really appreciate you because you always bring good vibes where you wherever you go and so many people have so many like they're you're loved like a lot of people in this chat like just completely love you and uh myself included and everything so like you're just a blessing on this world so i want to thank you for one being alive being in this community and everything that you've overcome to get to this point because you just you you know you're amazing so thank you for everything thank you i appreciate that and I, with everything you said <laughs> awesome perfect so make sure uh, to follow Ronan on all he does. Make sure to harass him to tell him to finish his novel because we want to see it. Uh, you can expect some of his writing to be in Emerald Templars. Oh, yeah, I have the shirt on. Uh, so, okay. like, you know, I am I want to throw this man as much money as I can so he can, he can create the art that he's, you know, uh, he was born to do and everything. So, uh, yep, follow on social media. And other than that, I hope you guys have a great day, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Hey everyone, D'Angelo here. I hope you had a great time listening to this episode and hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to go over to our guests' social media and drown them in all the love and support. They absolutely deserve it. Make sure to take a moment to actually subscribe to the podcast and rate it five stars. It would really go a long way and help me out. And we're going to have a new guest next Tuesday. If you want to watch this live, you can absolutely do so by going to twitch.tv slash D'Angelo Murillo. And it's going to be live every single Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Until then, I hope you guys have nothing but good vibes, and we'll see you then.